What up, motherfuckers? It's your boy, Maisie Malachi, and I'm here to do another podcast. Uh, happy early Thanksgiving. If you ain't got nobody, I'll be praying for you. You know what it is. Uh, what I'm doing right now is, is I'm lighting my candle. Don't judge. Yeah, I bought a candle. Smells good as fuck, too. It is, uh, what is it? Bourbon pecan pie. So that's what my place is smelling like. Bourbon pecan pie. And you already know. Uh, a little, we're going to talk about a couple things today. And I guess the first thing we can talk about is, um, a little bit of recovery stuff. It may not be a lot to you, but it means the world to me. But today, I can gladly say that I woke up and I didn't want to use, ain't thought about using, and that's a blessing. Today is... 80 days for me still um still early in sobriety but hey listen it's a big thing to me uh i've had a lot of doubters in the past still got doubters now and it's just i mean it's just a blessing to put a dick in their mouth you know what i mean so but let me tell you, I feel good today because I I feel like a productive person. Now, I woke up today, and here and here's some perks about recovery. I woke up today, and at about you know six in the morning, and. The first thing I did was, is I got up, I was hungry, and I went to McDonald's, I got me some breakfast, then I stopped by the store, because my vape went out last night, big bummer, but I stopped by the store right after it, got me another vape, ran me about, you know, 20 bucks, the food costed about six bucks. Then I went by, uh, I, I had to take some papers to my doctor because you boys on color code and color code has to verify that the medications I'm on was given to me by a doctor, which they was. So they gave me a paper. I took the paper straight over. This is about eight in the morning. I went over there, I took on the paper, well the doctor is on vacation of course, he won't be back till the 29th, I left the paper, they gotta fax it over. Then I went to my lawyers and picked up my rehab certificate, completion certificate, and this motherfucker told me it looked like a fake and I wanted to slap his faggot ass right in the mouth. 
because I worked hard for that certificate and it is not a fake. Anyways, I get my damn certificate. And and the whole reason why I went and got the certificate was to take it over to color code, which is I went to court the other day, they put me on color code for a year and you know they gave me some fines and but they told me if I comply with color code which is peeing in a cup for a year which is no problem um thank god and if I do that for a year then and pay my fines in a year's time they will drop the felony charges on me which are drug charges and speaking span right but on the other hand if i go to jail uh get arrested fail drug tests you know whatever not comply with color code then i get 36 months in prison which is eight well, not, what am I saying? It's three years. And let me just tell you, my ass ain't built for prison. Can't do that shit. That's a good motivator. But even if that wasn't a stipulation or 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 a, um, you know, something to motivate me, even if it wasn't, hey, I still was going to do it because I love this sober life. I love being clean. Um... My life is just about turned around 100%. It ain't there yet, but it's close to it. Because <clears throat> if I was on drugs, I probably would have never went to court. So that I'd be running right now from uh, warrants for FTAs. And the reason why I never wanted to go to court because I knew they was going to put me on color code. And you don't want to be random drug tested when you're doing drugs. And you sure as hell don't want to be random drug tested doing drugs and trying to comply drinking that Arm & Hammer baking soda. And we done went over the Arm & Hammer in, uh, in the last uh, podcast. But, um, and that's another reason why I'm, I'm just so thankful that I went and got help. Because not only... I, if I was doing drugs, I would have woke up. I probably wouldn't even have slept last night. And then when I was hungry now, I wouldn't have no money to go get me nothing to eat. I wouldn't have no money to go get a vape. Um, oh, yeah, I got my car washed. Just I just got home, got my car washed, and uh, put some gas in my tank for work tonight. You know, I wouldn't have been able to get my car washed. I wouldn't be able to put gas in my car. And sure enough, I probably wouldn't even have a car or a place to even go to called home. You know, I was living in my car before I got help. And my family was ready to give up on me the whole nine. You know... And then if I was on drugs, I would have never went to, you know, my lawyer's office on top of that. I never would have completed rehab because I never would have done it. I wouldn't have the, I would stay very, very, I would steer clear of fucking color code to take them the proof of, you know, their certificate. Which even when I got the color code, them bastards even said that the, that the 
certificate looked like a fake, that the certificate looked sketchy as hell. So you know what I did? I called the rehab. Dude, I called the lady who printed the motherfucker. And I let them talk to her and busted that bubble real fast. And she told them real quick that Mr. Dutton has complied and Mr. Dutton has earned this. Mr. Dutton was one of the best clients we've ever had. And we've had people from all over the world. And that made me, that made me feel good. You know, so it popped their bubble real quick. And I took my uh, certificate and I put it back behind my mom's urn because it's hers. It's not mine. Um, rest in peace to my mama. It's Thanksgiving. It's my first Thanksgiving without my mama. It's going to be a rough one. Kind of, I don't want to tear up. So, yeah, I miss my mom. I know my brother does. I know my dad does, too. If I was on drugs, I wouldn't have been able to go get my car washed. Because, like I said, I probably wouldn't have a car. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be. I mean, I'm just so thankful for this whole process And I'm thankful, and I thank God for, you know, everything. Like, I, and even when I got, and you know, if you don't have a relationship with a higher power, mine's God, yours can be whatever. If you don't, you need to get one, uh, because, you know, God's working for me, but I got to put the work in, because nobody on earth or in heaven wants to help anybody that will not help themselves. So, just note that. Um, man, I feel productive. And, I, and I've done all that, and it's not even noon yet. So, I mean, I'm loving life. I'm living life to my my best life, to the greatest ability. Um, I'm just loving it, man. And listen, if you're on drugs, I promise you, I've been there. I know how you feel. Man, just take that step and get help, man, because life, so my, my family's come back, you know, I thought my job was going to be fucked up while I was gone to rehab, I come back, not only was my job still there, but in a two-week time, I got a $2 raise and promotion to a new job, I'm just blessed, God's opening so many doors, and, and, and the program, and when I talk about the program, I'm talking about narcotics anonymous alcoholics anonymous doesn't matter i go to meetings and even though last night i showed up for the meeting in my local town and nobody else showed up it was just me so i didn't get to go to a meeting last night and it kind of bummed me out but you know people has lives and you know and it's it's holiday time i understand but so i just come back home i read a little out of the big book the na um big book and it's all good. I mean, I'm blessed, and I just want to give all the thanks to God, myself, um, and the program. Because without that, man, I wouldn't have. I mean, me and my brother's relationship is a complete, you know, 180 turned around and going the right direction. Me and my dad's relationship is wonderful. Uh, yesterday, I went and bought. $30 worth of Mexican food and took it over to my grandmother's house and gave it to them to eat. And I mean, I'm just loving it, man. I'm, I, and, and I've gained so many friends. Used to, you know, my life was to the point where it was unmanageable and it was truly, I couldn't do it no more. And I was suicidal. 
I was I was depressed, lonely, felt like nobody loved me, and my relationship with God was just crumbling because I thought, you know, I was kind of mad at God. I was like, you can bless all these other people, but you don't love me, and, you know, and it was all me the whole time. And, you know, when you're in the active addiction, um, you don't want to, you know, you never look at yourself, and, and, and I was causing all the problems, mad at everybody else in the world. I was lonely. I was just 100% a mess. So shout out to shout out to South Florida and all the people up there who helped me. Uh, I know my mama's proud. I know my dad's proud. My brother's proud of me. Um, man, I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just as happy as can be, and. If you don't want to get help, you a fool, but I've been there. You're never going to get help unless, you know, you want to change. You can do it for, you can say you're going to do it for your mama. You can say you can do it for your daddy. You can say that, you know, you can do it for your kids. But if that's the reason why you're doing it, then it's not going to work. You got to want it yourself. You got to want to change. And I promise you because people say you know when you when when they hit rock bottom then then they'll want to change well you know what is rock bottom you know somebody told me and it makes a lot of sense to me there is no such thing as rock bottom until you put down the shovel and quit digging until you stop digging there is no rock bottom and I and I dug for a long time and you know so that's how I feel about that. You know, I didn't want to get clean to start with because my ego, I thought I could do it on my own. I tried to get clean on my own. I couldn't. Um, like I said, my life become 100% unmanageable. Total chaos. And, uh, and I'm, you know, and it's just amazing how many doors, about how many more people want to fuck with me, how many... I mean, my, it's just amazing, uh, you know, 100% amazing, and I recommend it, and, and I encourage it to anybody, uh, but the biggest reason when I was trying to get clean on my own, I figured I could do it all on my own, I didn't need nobody's help, because nobody never wanted to help me anyway in my head, but I was pushing everybody away, it was all my fault, and I got myself in all the trouble, and I, you know, and that's admitting that you have a problem. But it was my ego that fucking got in the way of a lot of things. And I don't know what ego stands for from y'all, but ego in my life stands for easing God out. I was easing God out of my life, and I was never going to get blessed that way because my ego was too damn big. And I thought I had it, thought I could do it, and I was proven wrong. Um, and it's hard to, to admit you're wrong sometimes, but sometimes you got to do it. I was wrong. And, uh, man, crazy. It's like another another acronym or another thing. I like to say, you know, you got you to gotta kiss. K-I-S-S. And then you say, what? You got to kiss what? No, listen. You got to kiss. And that, in my life, stands for keep it simple, stupid. 
That's all you got to do because it's simple. The program's simple. I mean, it's all so simple when you want to change. So just kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. I say that a lot because people want to make out and make all these, you know, you know, I worry about my little cousin. My little cousin called me. He's an alcoholic real bad. He called me the other night about three in the morning and, you know, he... He was crying. He was drunk, of course, of course. And, you know, he called, I talked to him for like an hour and a half. And, you know, I told him, I said, you know, he, he was crying to the point where he was like, I just can't stop. I want to stop. And here I was, you know, when I was in addiction, he was he was telling me what I needed to do and people I, I needed to drop people. And then he was crying, also telling me now in two years time or a year's time, it's completely turned around. Now he's calling me, asking me what he needs to do. And I'm having to tell him. And the only thing I could tell him was I told him if he can't, he needs to go rehab. Well, just like a typical alcoholic. He'd come up with just about every excuse that you could. He wants to call me crying like I'm going to pity party him, but I'm not because nobody pity partied me, you know, other than myself. And I told him, I said, look, you, if you can't, if you want to stop, you can't you go to rehab. Oh, well, I, uh, I can't go to rehab because I'll get fired. I said, let me just shut that down real quick. Well, I'm pretty sure because I've worked at the same place you work at now, and I know that they have um, over 50 employees in where we live at. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, it's against, that's called uh, FMLA. If you got over 50 employees where you worked and you're employed and you got insured, guess what? You can go. And under FMLA, you won't get fired. They have to hold your job. Because it's a medical emergency. It's life or death. And uh, then he was like, well, if if I did that, then I'd come back and it, it would probably be hell for me. I said, I thought the same thing. I come back and got a promotion. Well, I can't do it because it's, the one who really wants me to stop is my girlfriend. I love her to death, Maisie Malachi. I love her to death, but but uh, <laughs> but but she wants me to stop, and and I just don't think I can. I said, well, if you love her so much, how come that's not? motivation for you to stop because if you don't stop you're gonna lose her well i'm afraid if i go to rehab she'll leave me how is i said that's just dumb because oh yeah so she's gonna preach to you and say listen here cracker you need to go to rehab or um or i'm gonna leave you and then when you go get help to do what she wants she, i'm leaving you while you in rehab that didn't that didn't make no sense to me either you know, I was in rehab, and I had a girl who I talked to. She told me, and she was all, she, but she was a jealous bitch, like, and I hate jealous bitches and, and hypocrites, and that's basically what she was. But she got mad because she, and look, man, look, when you go to rehab, even if it's a co-ed rehab, she said, you chose a co-ed rehab. No, I didn't. I didn't choose where I went. I clicked a Facebook link. There was addiction recovery. Talk to people. And they sent me somewhere. Um, but then she said, "You up there in rehab and vacation? It's not vacation, but 
you rehab your own on vacation on the beach because I was in South Florida and you're just and fucking all these other bitches. I know because I would have got kicked out. I mean, I could have, but I would have got kicked out and I was there to accomplish what I really want to do and that was to get clean. So I didn't do none of that. It was virtually impossible to do that. And if you, and if you did do that, the only way possible was you'd have to go rent a hotel room somewhere off the property then you got to buy Uber to get to there, and uh, I didn't have money while I was there, so I couldn't afford all them things, so even if I want to, I couldn't, but you know, they told me in rehab, two sickos don't make a wellow, so don't don't hook up with nobody in rehab, because two sickos don't make a wellow, and my dumb ass said, yeah, but 99 cents buys you a cigarello and we can all mellow out <laughs> but you know that's and you know i was just kidding you know but whatever it was it was something i thought was funny at the time in rehab other people did too and see i went out of my comfort zone i'm from alabama i went to somewhere i've never been before and there was nobody there from alabama period so you know i got a bunch of incest jokes and all kinds of stuff but, you know, but it was all in good fun because I knew that, you know, other than this one guy from Alaska, his name was Scott, and uh, he kept popping off all of these uh, 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 Alabama incest jokes, and I couldn't think of nothing to come back and say to him, so I just looked at him and I said, you know what, motherfucker, Sarah Palin lost, dick, and let me tell you, don't ever say that to somebody from Alaska. Because they love Sarah Palin. And all his incest jokes that I was supposed to laugh at with him, which I did, because they was pretty damn good, he jumped up wanting to fight me. And this is like a 50-year-old man, but I don't say nothing about Sarah Palin, because it got all, he got all been out of shape. So there's some advice. Don't ever talk about Sarah Palin to somebody from Alaska. They will try to fuck you up. Anyways. So... Uh, but then, but then he was like, what I need is, is I need church, Measy Malachi, I need church, church like the one that, that your daddy pastors, and I said, well, you know what, Coda, I said, come with me, I'm going to church Sunday, every Sunday that I'm off, I'm off every other weekend, I go to church, just come to church with me, well, it's the first, I would, but it's the first day of, it's the first opening day of deer season. There's another excuse. I said, whatever. And you know, in the big book, you know, in the program, it says that, you know, if somebody calls you drunk or high, that you're not supposed to talk to them because they're not going to reason with you. They're not going to, they're not sober-minded to have a conversation with you because it's not going to help them. And, and here was my, you know, I proved that to be right. Because, so the only th other thing I could offer him was, I said, I said, Kim Blood, uh, the only other thing I can offer you, if you don't want to go to rehab, you don't, and you, you know, open deer season by the churches, you said you needed to go to, and that would help you, but you don't want to go. Well, I go to meetings, and... Meetings help me a lot. It's the triple M. Meeting makers make it, you know. So I told him, I said, look, I got, there's, this is three in the morning. 
And I told him, I said, look, there's a meeting at noon, 12 today, and I'll be going. I'll come pick you up. I'll take you with me to this meeting. If you want to go, it's all up to you. I'm not forcing you to do anything. But I'll come. I'll pick you up. We'll go to this one-hour meeting just to see how you like it because cause you're crying in my ear, making me lose my precious sleep time with all of this. And, you know, he gave me his address and because I ain't never been to his house before since he moved away from our hometown, which ain't but, you know, two cities over, but whatever. I got his address, and, you know, and I'm like, Curtis, is this what you want to do? And I'm going to come pick you up. I'll take you out to eat afterwards. You know, you know, I'll just show you the best other option I can. And it's the only option, other option I can recommend to you. Yeah, I need it. Okay, so 9 o'clock in the morning rolls around. I told him to go get, not not we're talking, but I, we got off the phone. I told him to get some rest. And 9 o'clock rolls around. And I tell him, I said, Dakota. Well, I didn't tell him because he never answered the fucking phone. I call him at 9. He ignores my call. I called him at 10 o'clock. He ignores my call. I call him at 10.30. He ignores my call. I tried one more time at 10.45 and sent him a message. Nothing. And he ain't talked to me since. Uh, and the only thing, and I went to the meeting myself, like I always do, and you know, and I ain't like I said, I ain't heard. That's been two days ago, and I ain't heard from him since. You know, I know he's alive, of course, because I see him active on Facebook Messenger and all that good stuff. Anyways. You know, I just sent him another message, and I hated to do it. It broke my heart, but that I just told him in a message. I said, man, it's like this. If you can't call me sober, don't bother calling me. And this is my one of my childhood. This is my first cousin. My, we grew up together like brothers, and, and, and I love him a lot. And I had to tell him. I had to say, if you can't call me sober, don't call me at all. And I ain't, and I ain't about to be – I ain't going to answer the phone – in three in the morning or whatever time because you drunk and you feel bad about yourself but it's all because you're drunk if you can't call me sober don't call me at all because i won't answer and and it broke my heart because i love him to death and uh i know how i mean he come up the same way i did he didn't take the drug route but he did take the alcohol route and you know a drug is a drug is a drug is a drug it doesn't matter, but, you know, it's just, and, you know, and he, I don't know if he regrets, I don't know, I, I ain't talked to him, but, you know, I just wish that he could feel the way I feel just for 30 minutes, for one day, for whatever, and, and it. I wish I could, but, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna keep pressing on about it. That was it because I can't I can't save the world. I can only save myself, and that sounds selfish, but it has to be about yourself. That's like I said with the girl who was saying that I was up in fucking all these girls in rehab and and all this stuff. 
I told her, I said, she taught, she, because I remember she said, she said, you know what, Malachi, you're nothing but selfish. I'm selfish for going to get help. I was selfish for leaving, and I was selfish for not answering her phone when my phone was took away from me, and then even when I got my phone back, it was still taken away from me for nine hours of the day. She told me I was selfish, and you know what, the best thing I could tell her was she was exactly right. And that's exactly what I told her. I said, you're exactly right, bitch. That's just what we're going to call her. I didn't call her a bitch. I just, I'm, that's what we're going to call her because that's what she is pretty much. Uh, I said, you know what? You're exactly right, bitch, because uh, this is about me. And, and, and I am selfish for doing this because for once I'm selfish and I'm not running around with you and 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 doing stupid stuff so she didn't have nothing to say after that either way though but just recovery is awesome now you know i'm i'm gonna wrap this up soon but i want to talk about something else that has nothing to do with recovery but is a big part of my life and that's Alabama football. Roll Tide. Alabama is number three in the nation right now. My father, I was supposed to be a Georgia fan. I was raised up to be a Georgia fan in first grade. I decided to be an Alabama fan. And once you become an Alabama fan, it's like getting saved. It's like you just can't take it away. You know? Uh, whatever. And I remember I told my dad the first time, I was like, because my dad is a diehard Georgia fan. My brother's a diehard Georgia fan. My mother's was a diehard Georgia fan. As we speak right now, I can look at my mother's urn, which I'm looking at as we speak. And she is in a Georgia Bulldog urn. I mean, this is how big Georgia is in my immediate family's life. They're diehard. And I was the Alabama fan. So, you know, I... That's how it is. So, with Georgia sitting number one, of course, I've had to hear that ever since Alabama lost to A&M. And, you know, this past week we was number two, but then we dropped number three because Ohio State showed out, and we struggled with Arkansas. Our offense looked good. We still got the front Heisman runner, which is Bryce Young. He threw for nearly 600 yards. I mean, the offense is doing their job. It's our defense that's sorry. And, you know, and I, this is coming from Alabama, and our defense is sorry. I mean, it's kind of scaring me because now in, now we'll have to play Georgia in the SEC championship. Okay? And Georgia looks strong as finnick. Strong as finnick. Okay? And, and, and I pull for the dogs just – you know, unless they're playing Alabama, because my family. But listen, Georgia, if, I mean, I'm nervous about this SEC championship game. I mean, we're already in the playoffs, if you know. I mean, we'll still be, I mean, we got Auburn in the Iron Bowl this week, but Bo Nix's pussy ass broke his wrist or his arm. Or, I really don't give a fuck what he is, cause I hate Auburn. And Bo Nix is just a little spoiled, rich crybaby. Anyways, so I don't really give a fuck about Bo Nix, but, and their quarterback they got in is like, 
this 6'3 jolly green giant, and he can't hit the broadside. But I'm not worried about Auburn. But even though I do worry about the Iron Bowl because, I mean, it's the Iron Bowl. It's like one of the, if not the biggest rival, little blah, rivalry in college football. So, they show up to play both teams. And, I mean, anyways. But I think we'll have our way with Auburn, hopefully. And uh, we'll play Georgia. And it doesn't matter if we lose to Auburn or not. We'll still play for the SEC championship. And you know, in the and it, when it and I'm nervous because Georgia's strong this year. I mean, seriously strong. And I'm just nervous about it because if Alabama loses, that's going to be all for the next 365. And especially if and if they beat Alabama, they're a shoe in to win the championship this year. I mean, the national championship. Because look, if it's if it is. Like it is now, top four, which is the playoffs. Georgia will play number four, Cincinnati, which they will beat Cincinnati like a redheaded stepchild, okay? If you think Cincinnati's going to lose to Georgia, you're, I mean, you're you're so stupid. Because, I mean, I mean, that sounds stupid. I mean, it won't happen. Cincinnati don't play nobody all year. And, I mean, they're sorry, okay? Look, man, that's about as dumb as letting Count Dracula run the blood bank. That, if you think that Cincinnati's got a chance against Georgia. Uh, uh, Alabama. And then, you know, one will play four. Two will play three. Which, number two is Ohio State. Number three is Alabama. I think... Ohio State's good, don't get me wrong, but I think Alabama would get that, hopefully. But if we lose to Georgia in the SEC championship, we'll fall out of the fucking playoffs for sure. I mean, the only only spot we got sealed is the SEC championship. But anyways, uh, yeah. So Alabama's defense is, I mean, looking is sorry as, you know, a kid who got caught stealing for the first time. I mean, got his ass whooped. They, kid, people don't whoop kids' ass no more. I still believe in whooping a kid's ass if he does wrong. You know, whatever. But, man, I love Alabama, but, you know, but they better not lose Georgia because I won't I won't be able to watch that game with my dad. I, I mean, I will not. I mean, they play, like I said, our offense looks great. But defense wins championships. But, you know, even if they lose, I'll still be an Alabama fan at the end of the day. Even though I'll have to take hell. And even if they do lose to Georgia, I'm going to be like, man, shut up. Because we, what happened last time when Alabama played Georgia in the championship? It was a close game. I thought we was going to lose, but we come back. And, you know, oh, uh, uh. Devontae Smith, which was a Heisman winner last year, caught that game winner. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We, you know, they wouldn't know between the hedges. We we kicked them out of the hedges and made them cry. So either, either way, we won championship. But, you know, that's just what it is. Scottie Pippen's still running his motherfucking mouth. And I can't stand Scottie Pippen now. I hate Scottie Pippen with a passion. Because Scottie Pippen is now saying that Michael Jordan is not the greatest ever. 
Motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, just get off that subject, Scotty. Scotty, it's like touching Superman's cape. Ain't nobody ever done it, and you're not going to either. It's impossible. You dumb bitch. Anyways, you know, I'm going to get off here. I done rambled on a little bit, but I just wanted to tell you mostly about a little bit, you know, in my recovery life as of right now, as of, you know, today. Stay clean. You know, keep coming back. If you are battling addiction and you are winning, you're a motherfucking rock star. You know what it is. This is Meezy Malachi with Meezy Speaks. I want to thank Anchor, of course, for letting me do this podcast and let me ramble on. We are going to have some guests on. I don't know when it's going to be. But doing this shit off the top of my head is complicated. But, you know, we're going to keep going until the wheels fall off. Or the fan belt quits spinning. You know how it is. Uh, like I said, don't pick up, you know, get a sponsor, go to meetings, do your thing. And just remember, when the times get hard, just just turn it over to God and, you know, and you'll be amazed. Or your higher power, whoever that may be. Alright, y'all, I'm off here. Assalamu alaikum, no oink for me, dig it!